0: You are listening to an Elftree Publishing podcast. Our elves have been hard at work in search for meaningful and compelling content. So we hope you enjoy this show. And now for our future presentation. Enjoy. Featuring free-spirited conversation to help build a better future for generations to come. This is Elftree Publishing. told you. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm somebody who is just so disgusted by all of this, I just get fired up. And don't get me wrong. When you unpack all this corruption and you kind of expose yourself to it, it's human behavior. That's fine. We, I, I can understand that. People take money, they take bribes, they get caught doing things they shouldn't be doing. We get it. It's not that that I'm most disgusted by are most disturbed by. It's the fact that the majority of people have no idea it's going on, and it's right in front of their face. Run. Run.
1: Planet Earth, about to be recycled. Your only chance to evacuate. Is to leave with us. Is to
2: leave with us.
0: From leaving behind the world of bioterrorism to off-the-grid and independent living. You're listening to Exit the Cult. happy friday everyone i'm your host joe morales and you're listening to exit the cult a podcast dedicated to exposing the lies of the mainstream media to help others wake up to the truth let's exit the cult together today is march 4th 2022 welcome to the show i want to welcome all of our new listeners on to, uh, as always welcome all of our listeners who have been here since the beginning which is not a very long history. This is a relatively new show. It's continually evolving, but I want to thank you guys for listening. It's uh, very interesting to put something like this together. As you know, as I've mentioned in other episodes, I am a songwriter, producer, and a human being of the planet Earth who has woken up in his life of the criminal corruption of our globalist elite who are controlling our world And I felt like this show is something that is necessary in my life as I do my own personal research and uh, just come across things on social media, read articles on the internet, and uh, listen to interviews and podcasts and other things. I thought this podcast would be the perfect place to encapsulate all of those things. And the overall idea was... You know, are we born into a cult? When we're born on this planet, the second we come come out of our parents' wombs, we are put under these lights. We are taken home to our various realities and are raised in various boxes, Uh, and that's where we end up growing up, becoming adults, and sharing our ideas with each other, and some of those ideas aren't great. For me, I grew up in the church, the Catholic church, and then migrated my way over to the Baptist church and essentially into the Christian music industry where I just observed so many levels of people's beliefs and I was never someone who fully bought into the game of it all. I just was constantly questioning how someone could believe something so wholeheartedly that they were willing to tell other people about it, especially a lot of broken people who are just looking for an answer, who are living in hell and who are looking for heaven. But I suppose, ladies and gentlemen, this is why cults exist. This is why they thrive. Shall we? From thethrillist.com. Some of the craziest cults in the world, you guys. This one, the movement for the restoration of the 10 commandments. A breakaway movement from the Roman Catholic church. The movement was founded in the late eighties in Uganda and revolved around the strict adherence to the Ten Commandments as a means of avoiding damnation in the apocalypse. Among the otter tenets were weekly fasts and the outlawing of both soap and sex. I'm out, bunch of stinky ass freaking virgins. The sect began to unravel after the world failed to end at the start of the new millennium, as leaders predicted, resulting in a mass murder involving a series of poisonings, stabbings, and a massive church fire surprise so this article from the guardian march 24th 2000 this was a while ago mass graves found in sect house ugandan police make horrific new discovery a week after murder of hundreds at church headquarters mutilated bodies have been uncovered in two mass graves at a compound belonging to the ugandan sect whose headquarters were destroyed in a fire last week the 153 bodies in the mass grave, including 59 children, appear to have been strangled or suffocated. Jesus. They were discovered at Kalongo Village in West Uganda, 30 miles from the sect's headquarters in Kanungu, where at least 336 people and perhaps as many as 500 died in a fire at a church last Friday. The police who initially treated Kanungu deaths as mass suicide are now treating them as mass murder. The discovery of mass graves means that 489 people are known to have died at the hands of the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. The true toll is likely to be much higher, as it was impossible to accurately count the charred and twisted remains of those who died in the Kanungu Fire. The sex death toll makes it second only to the Jonestown cult mass suicide in 1978 when 914 people died in South America. We talked about the Jonestown Massacre in Episode 9, Facebook Pigs. Be sure to check it out. The graves at Kalongo were found under the earthen floor of an abandoned and burned house by police who are moving around the region to shut branches of the sect after last week's fire. The bodies, quote, had been there about one or one months, said police spokesman Asaman Maginyi. Some had been suffocated using their clothes and others had been cut with sharp objects. There were 94 adults and 59 children, end quote. He said the bodies were discovered after the police noticed a depression in the ground that did not match other areas in the house. That prompted them to dig. Mr. Magunyi said the sect had not raised the suspicion of local people because the building was set in 12 acres of land away from villagers. He said sect members had reportedly left the house on the night of March 12th. On March 18th, the day after the fire at Kanungu, someone returned to set the abandoned building alight. Hiding the evidence. The discovery of the graves will add weight to a preliminary police report into the Kanungu fire released yesterday, which concluded that the sex followers died as a result of mass murder, not suicide. Quote, we are now treating the deaths in Kanungu as mass murder apart from the leaders who, if they perished, committed suicide because they knew what was going to happen, said police official Eric Naigambi. He added that while the sex followers appeared to have believed that the Virgin Mary was coming to take them to heaven, they may not have known what would happen to them when they entered the church. Six bodies were also found dumped in a pit latrine in a compound at the church headquarters. They had been mutilated and doused in battery acid. So they were probably like, what, chopped up? Disturbing. Police have yet to establish whether the sex leaders were among the dead. Only one, Dominic Katarababo, is known to have died in the fire. Mr. Nigambi said that security officials had not suspected the sex followers of planning anything untowards because the group had invited the district commissioner to a party on March 18th to inaugurate its new church. Quote, these cult members, although planning for prayers to elevate them to heaven on the 17th, duped the public into thinking they had another day on earth by saying they were having a party on the 18th to welcome the new resident district commissioner, end quote. The sect was led by Joseph Caboteri, a former Roman Catholic teacher. His principal aides claimed to have regular visions from the Virgin Mary and Jesus, and in the last year had begun to predict the imminent end of the world. Only members of the sect would be saved, they said. Big surprise! Government officials, still reeling from the mass deaths of last Friday, have been stunned by the latest discovery. Quote, It's incomprehensible. It's mind-boggling. It's incredible. In quote. You guys, there's like tons of stories on The Guardian. If you like look up this kind of shit, like June 2020, eight mass graves found in areas retaken from Libyan rebel general. Uh, October 2019, mass graves found in Argentina. Archive 1982, uh, 2015, mass graves of suspected trafficking victims found in Malaysia. October 2014, Mexican students not among bodies found in mass grave. Mass graves everywhere, you guys. This is the world we live in. I mean just keep that in mind. If you if you're ever looking for you know your higher spiritual self to unfold and thrive, you probably don't want to join a church that requires you to be stinky. You are listening, listening to Exit, to Exit the, the Cult, cult. Only, only on Elf Tree Publishing. Publishing. Enjoy.
3: Enjoy.
0: Enjoy. 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 Enjoy, enjoy hey, hey enjoy, 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 enjoy hey you enjoy enjoy, 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 enjoy. enjoy. hey hey you, uh, you. Yeah, you. Enjoy. yeah you enjoy <laughs> yes, <laughs> you enjoy. Yes, you, <laughs> you. <laughs> enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> musicnews.com elvis costello uses washing up liquid to protect his voice the 67 year old star was once advised by an expert to spray washing up liquid into his mouth as a way of preserving his most valuable asset recalling the advice he's received during his career he shared quote my favorite is one a renowned throat doctor told me years ago he's passed away now but he wrote books about the voice he told me to try one drop of fairy liquid and a kind of spray you use to spray your flowers to keep greenfly away, end quote. Elvis explained that the washing up liquid stops the cords from sticking. He told Table Manners with Jesse and Lenny Ware, quote, one drop of dish soap diluted, of course. And he said that stops the cords from sticking. You spray it into your mouth, but you can't taste it because it's so diluted. Earlier this year, Elvis revealed he kept his voice in good condition by performing in his garden during lockdown. The music star lives in New York and on Vancouver Island with his wife, Diana Krall, and explained how he kept his voice in trim amid the global health crisis. He said, quote, During the morning, I like to work on new songs. I managed to keep my voice in trim over the past year by performing in my garden. That must have freaked out the neighbors. I don't have a studio at home, just a computer. It's very easy to bang on about the old days being better, but I can compose on a laptop just as easily. Back in the 1970s, we were recording albums in pokey London studios using a tape machine. If I dreamt up a song, then I had to keep humming the tune until I was close enough to a guitar to write down the chords. End quote. So there it is, fellow singers out there. If you want to uh, protect your vocal cords, all you got to do is put a dash of fairy juice inside of uh, some diluted water, spray it into your mouth, and uh, there you go. There you go. So because I'm cheeky like that, I thought I would try some. Let's give it a shot. Some of you actually thought I did that. Please. Please. From Yahoo News, Texas court temporarily halts investigation of transgender minor. A court in Texas ordered the suspension Wednesday of a probe into the parents of a transgender 16-year-old girl under a legal opinion that deemed transitioning procedures as tantamount to child abuse. Last week, Governor Greg Abbott instructed the Texas Department of Family and Protective Services to investigate instances of minors receiving, quote, sex change procedures, which he argued, quote, constitute child abuse under existing Texas law, end quote. In his order, he cited such gender transitioning procedure as reassignment surgeries that can cause sterilization, mastectomies, removals of otherwise healthy body parts, and administration of puberty-blocking drugs. Such care to transgender minors, much like participation by transgender athletes in sports competitions, is a subject of extensive debate in the United States where many conservative states have moved to adopt restrictive regulations. Shortly after Abbott's directive, the mother in Wednesday's court case was suspended by her employer, the DFPS, and visited by a state investigator who sought to learn whether she was actually, I don't even care about this. If you're a parent out there and you've got a child who claims to be stuck in the wrong body, it is outrageous to think that you would try to intervene to stop their biological body from doing what it does naturally. If that child is not able to go and buy a fucking beer until they're of legal age, 21 in the United States. Why should they be able to change and alter their biological sex using big pharma drugs in the big pharma system that's ultimately going to probably fuck them up for life? Let's be honest. And I've heard the argument, you know, you, you do it when they're young because the body, you stop the body from ha- going through natural puberty. And that's why you do it when they're young, because then you can have a, a better outcome to transition. But what about the psychological damage of this? I mean, there are people who transitioned who regretted it. And they did it when they were adults. Here's an interesting short documentary by Sky News titled, Hundreds of Young Trans People Seeking Help to Return to Original Sex.
4: Ruby began identifying as male at 13 years old. Now 21, she'd been planning to have surgery to remove her breasts. But in May, she made the decision to come off testosterone and detransition to identify as female, her sex at birth. She doesn't want to be identified, so we've changed her name.
3: I figured it would be better for me to try to deal with my gender dysphoria in a different way, rather than um, permanently changing my body.
4: How much support did you feel was out there for you when you came to this conclusion?
3: I didn't feel like there was any support out there, other than like, a few friends online.
4: Ruby now feels her eating disorder was more of a factor than she first realised in her gender dysphoria.
3: None of the therapists that I spoke to um, brought that up. They didn't think that it was linked. Do you? I think so, yes. Because it, they're both kind of based in how I feel about my body. So I've seen similarities between the two.
4: Charlie Evans is forming a charity to support people in Ruby's position. After going public with her detransition story, she discovered an online community of 5,000 in a similar position, 30 people alone in her area of Newcastle. I was approached by a young woman um, with a beard and she hugged me and, and said, I'm a detransitioned woman as well, I've just stopped taking testosterone um and after that i felt like i had to do something i'm hearing from uh, like hundreds of people um, and i think some of the common characteristics are they tend to be around their mid-20s um they're mostly female and mostly same-sex attracted mostly lesbians um and often autistic as well the tavistock and portman nhs trust told us the experience of regret described here is extremely rare Their gender identity service for children in Leeds and London now has a record number of referrals. The clinics here and in London see 3,000% more patients than they did 10 years ago. Among girls, referrals are up more than 5,000%. There's no question this service is helping children who feel distressed in their own bodies. But the full impact of children making decisions about their gender at such young ages may not truly be clear until much later in their lives. At 21, it's had a positive outcome for Jamie and his mum. After testosterone and surgical treatment, he's far happier than the torment of his teenage years.
1: It was kind of hell. Like, it, it's just not something you'd want to go through if you were trans like, like me. It's just, it's, it's awful. Like, everything that happens to you within that, that stage of puberty for a female, it's, for a trans man, it's awful.
4: There's currently no data for how many in the trans community de-transition, and to talk about it can be viewed as transphobic. But people like Ruby say more discussion is needed, as well as more options for people with gender dysphoria. Sally Lockwood, Sky News.
0: They were just going through a really rough patch, didn't really know how to identify with themselves, didn't really understand who they were in their own skin. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of young kids going through a lot of confusion. I mean, it's never been any different. I mean, people throughout history of, you know, when you're in your prepubescent years and teenage years, it's a confusing time, you know? And so, especially now, seeing all the propaganda and the programming going on from the media and this crazy woke mob of the corporate media that's just like, just propagandizing children, of course, there's a, f- you know, 5,000 different genders now. And I'm just grateful that, you know, I'm I'm a, I, like, I'm the type of person that's like, be who you want to be. I don't give a shit. The thing to me is the organizations that deal with these issues, they're seeing a 5,000% increase in cases. Where's that coming from? Let's move on. Also from Yahoo News, a body believed to be that of Ukrainian-born oligarch was discovered in an English mansion, reports say. A body believed to be that of Ukrainian-born oligarch Mikhail Watford has been found at an estate in Surrey, England. In a statement sent to Insider, the Surrey police said that an investigation into the circumstances of the death was underway, but that they were not yet treating it as suspicious. The police could not confirm the identity of the deceased man, although they have now. According to multiple local outlets, the body is believed to be Watford. The oligarch made his fortune in gas and oil. Big surprise. Burisma? Much? He has bought multiple expensive properties across London and the south of England, including a $24 million mansion in Surrey, per the Times. His suspected death comes after Western countries imposed a series of sanctions on Russia in response to the invasion of Ukraine, including measures designed to cripple the assets of the wealthiest people linked to Russia. The U.S. recently sanctioned 10 Russian oligarchs with close ties to Putin, while the EU added 26 names to its sanctions list on Monday, including journalists, government officials, and oligarchs. The U.K. government has not yet released a full list of sanctioned individuals. Watford was not on the existing list of individuals sanctioned by the UK, and there's no evidence that the oligarch had ties to Russia. But let's be honest. Come on. You're working in the oil business in Ukraine, and you expect us to believe that he has no ties to Russia in any way, shape, or form? Okay. Let's just take a little deep dive here. What was this guy's name? Mikhail Watford. The Times reported this. Let's also check out... Ah, oh, well, here we go. From the Daily Mail. Russian tycoon Mikhail Watford was found hanged in a garage of his luxury home in one of Britain's most exclusive estates. A Russian tycoon who made his fortune in oil and gas was found hanged in the garage of his Surrey mansion, according to reports. The Ukrainian-born energy magnet 66, of course, 66, was found hanged by a gardener at his Wentworth estate in Virginia Water, Surrey, on Monday, according to The Sun. Police are treating father of three Mikhail Watford's death as unexplained, but it is not thought to be suspicious. Okay. News of the Watford's death emerged on the day Boris Johnson told the Commons that he will publish a list of people associated with Vladimir Putin's regime, a significant proportion of whom will face sanctions. Police were called after the property magnate, who was not among those oligarchs already sanctioned, was found dead at midday on Monday. Yesterday, his Estonian wife Jane 41 posted a photo on social media showing her kissing her husband in the grounds of their mansion. It comes after the 2012 death of millionaire Russian businessman Alexander Pepeklashashy, 44, who lived in the exclusive St. George Hill area of Weybridge. According to The Sun, a family friend said that Watford's state of mind could have been rattled over the war in Ukraine. Oh, give me a break. He's so distraught over the war, he decided to hang himself in his garage. Okay. I just... There's something going on here, because here's the thing. You can be distraught about war, about just the state of things in the world, being sad about something. I mean, again, lots of rich people kill themselves, so don't get me wrong. This could just be a coincidence. But do you really fucking think that? I don't think that. Come on. He could turn the news off, watch Netflix for the rest of his life, just drive Ferraris around, go on vacations, unless there were sanctions.
4: Blessings of this day. Please forgive me. Blessings of the masses. Let us be thankful we have an occupation to fill. Work hard, increase production, prevent
1: accidents, and be happy.
2: An all-powerful biomedical world government that seeks to end the male-female relationship and turn us into drugged out, shaved head slaves. Where do you think George Lucas got that plan for his student film in the 60s and his first movie in the early 70s? Well, Lucas has talked about it before.
5: And I was always struck with the fact that we were living in the future. If you were to make a film about the future, the way to do it would be to use real things because we are living in the future. Those were
2: plans being floated around since the 30s at major U.S. and European British universities. Aldous Huxley wrote Brave New World in 19... 31. So people keep asking how I know what's coming next. Are you kidding me? THX 1138 is the actual plan.
1: Uh, As technology becomes more and more complicated, it becomes necessary to have more and more elaborate uh, organizations, more hierarchical organizations. And incidentally, the advance of uh, technology has been accompanied by an advance in the science of organization. It's now possible to Make organizations on a larger scale than was ever possible before. And so that you have more and more people living their lives out as subordinates in these hierarchical systems controlled by bureaucracies, either the bureaucracies of big business or the bureaucracies of big government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Excellencies,
2: the future is already here. The future has begun. It's a new system, it changes us. Because it's a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological spheres. It's an integration of those spheres. Just think of sensors planted into our brains. The opportunities are immense. Everyone will wear white, Everyone will have shaved heads. Everyone will be controlled by robots. You will be forcibly drugged and you will worship an antichrist robot.
0: You want to live like that? Obviously the war between Ukraine and Russia has popped off in social media. Everyone's got their panties in a tizzy now and it's the next psyop that has caused social media to uh, all the social media celebrities and and virtue signalers to uh, essentially come forward and say that Russia, they're the Nazis. I stand with Ukraine. And it's all these people who have no idea that the globalists are running this entire con again After people have just been locked down, have just had their entire realities crushed by the boot of of authoritarian tyranny, and now the same globalists have used the same tactics that they've used throughout history. It's always a process of problem, reaction, solution. What happened as people woke up from this COVID narrative? They needed another war right on cue, a perfect distraction. Just as the world was waking up to the entire fraud, Um, and and when I say fraud, I actually mean fraud because I believe these big pharmaceutical companies who even created these jabs, they knew exactly what was in these things. They knew that it was going to be giving people blood clots, causing massive amounts of health defects, cancers down the road, things that we don't even know right now because long-term data is what's required whenever you test vaccination programs. And that is not what they did in this situation. They just told the world, roll up your sleeve, get this jab, or be prepared to be ousted by society. Because Bill Gates told you to, and Anthony Fauci, these criminals. So from the Daily Mail, this week, more evidence COVID was tinkered with in a lab. Now scientists find virus contains tiny chunk of DNA that matches sequence patented by Moderna. Three years- before the pandemic began let that sink in they found a tiny chunk of dna that matches a sequence patented it was patented three years before the pandemic okay and so do i even need to go down that road of saying well uh, joe that's strange well let's let's talk about this how about 2019 and i've mentioned this before crimson contagion what was crimson contagion Early 2019, the next program after Crimson Contagion, these are these are tabletop exercises for the very thing that we experienced through 2020, 2021, and partially through 2022 as the COVID narrative finally dissipates and is falling apart. In some places, there's still a stronghold of leftist fascists who are holding dearly to their face diapers, who want everyone to comply because they did. So right after Crimson Contagion, was event two zero one. Hmm. I wonder who ran that event. Let's see the John Hopkins center for health and security in partnership with who the world economic forum, Klaus Schwab and the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation. Interesting, right? Did you know that? You can look it up. You can look this up. Search crimson contagion, search event two zero one. They have websites. This was a tabletop exercise that laid out the exact plan that would happen. They got all the world top level world medical people, government officials, media personalities, people. They got all the people they needed together to say, okay, if there's ever a pandemic, what are we going to do? And lo and behold, a few months later, ding. And then this week. Scientists find a virus, find find virus contains tiny chunk of DNA that matches sequence patented by Moderna three years before pandemic began. So I I don't mean to go off on this in such a weird tangent, but we're talking about exiting cults here. We're talking about religions. We talk about all kinds of things on the show. But we are in a situation right now where everyone is being bitch slapped by these social engineers, by the psyop Kings of the world who know exactly how to use the algorithm to get the world in a tizzy, get everybody distracted with another thing, and that thing is Russia and Ukraine. Where's the public outcry for all the horrible things going on in Africa? And yes, war is ugly, and it's not about the people, it isn't about demonizing the citizens, it's about the corrupt governments, and that's what people are forgetting. People aren't even remembering. Oh, what about Hunter Biden? Remember the Burisma thing? How about Ukraine's elected government being overthrown? That's called a coup in a, quote, revolution. That wasn't an actual revolution. They basically propagandized the public who didn't know what the fuck was even going on because everyone just lives their lives working a nine to five job. So they basically did what they what's happening in America is everyone's been completely Stockholm syndromed. So this happened over in Ukraine they overthrew that government under the Obama and Biden administration in 2014. And let's not forget Crooked Hillary in the wing. So, remember Hunter Biden? He got that Burisma oil job in the Ukraine that same year. Interesting. And according to these the FBI that the the laptop from hell is what they call it, lots of shady shit in those Biden family emails. So there's that famous footage of Joe Biden sitting on stage at the Council on Foreign Relations talking about withholding a billion dollars in aid to Ukraine unless the Ukrainians fire the prosecutor that's investigating his son, Hunter. And he talks about the story, how they're like, well, you can't do that. And he's like, yeah, I can. I'll get Obama on the phone right now. I mean, he, he Boasts about it.
1: our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees, and I went over, probably, I guess the twelfth, thirteenth time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going, supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee, and I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. At the time.
0: You hear that? They put someone in place who was solid. They put someone in place who was solid. And I believe his name was Viktor Pashanka. But he was basically investigating the money laundering operation that was going on in that company. And they shut it down. Because Ukraine wanted the money. Of course they shut it down. And Hunter Biden, why he served as a board member on that at that company? Come on, you guys! And all of a sudden, the same year they do a coup in the country, the vice president of the United States' son is a board member. Interesting. Sending money to the big man is 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 what he called him in emails that were disclosed by WikiLeaks. The big man. I mean, the corruption that's going on in the world is so incredible. We're just like, (laughs) we're just having to like sit in it. It's like someone's shitting in the pool and you're not allowed to get out. If you don't think this entire thing was a money laundering operation, a way to do dirty business, you're not on the planet. You're literally living in la la land and just allowing these monsters to dictate how you think. So now it's Russia is the new Nazi Germany. And everyone's like, oh, Putin, he's just, he's a dictator. Oh, he's an evil man. He's an evil man. He was behind Trump. He was the one. It's all about the Russians. It's like constant bullshit. And I'm not saying like, oh, Russia's, you know, deserves to be protected here. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying people are so nearsighted. It's just weird. It's weird to be in this world where we are constantly being manipulated through the media. Social media being the worst offenders, I would say. It's an AI-driven world that we're now living in. We're living in this cesspool of deception. And everyone's beating these war drums now. Oh, the U.S. needs to get involved. No. NATO countries, it's going to be a World War Four, World War Three, whatever we want to call it, World War Three being the pandemic when the globalists went to war with every man, woman, and child in this fucking planet telling everybody to get a globalist vaccine. It's not a vaccine. Inoculation? A kill shot? How many people do you know that actually got these jabs who did the first two doses, some who got the booster, and they're like, I'm not getting another one. Why aren't you getting another one? The whole idea behind this program is depopulation. And we're not even in the thick of it yet. Life insurance companies in Wall Street coming forward saying, we have never seen this spike in death ever in the history of our companies. That is how Wall Street's becoming aware of the fraud. It's like aliens came to the planet and literally attacked us. We went from... Living our separate lives. I mean, countries should be able to live their separate lives. I understand when people are like, oh, it's all about a oneness. It's all about globalism. No, it's not about globalism. Because when you talk about globalism, the UN, NATO, all this shit, you're talking about globalists run initiatives. And these globalists are constantly talking on their little platforms When they do their little conferences at the Council on Foreign Relations, or when they go to the World Economic Forum, they talk about the world they want to bring into our reality. This is their world, how they want to run it. And then you've got all these minion people in all these countries who have been PSYOPed. I mean, unfortunately, that's what it is. People call them sheeple. And at some point, the world does have to wake up, and it is. This is why they've just created another distraction with Ukraine and Russia. The world started to see this fraud. Where's Anthony Fauci, by the way? Remember that guy? He was on TV every fucking second of the day. Oh, remember on CNN? They had the little death count. Oh, look at all these cases of COVID. Oh, my God. They rebranded the flu, rebranded pneumonia, and then the hospitals just basically killed people with protocols, giving people remdesivir, putting them on ventilators while whispering into the ear of so many people's loved ones, good night, and getting paid on the back end, baby, while denying preventative medicine. Psychopaths. It's, it's disturbing because this is something that I never in a million years thought would be part of my reality, something that I would be even thinking about. I'm going to calm down. I'm sorry. I get heated. I told you, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm somebody who is just so disgusted by all of this. I just get fired up. And don't get me wrong, when you unpack all this corruption and you kind of expose yourself to it, it's human behavior. That's fine. We, I, I can understand that. People take money. They take bribes. They get caught doing things they shouldn't be doing. We get it. It's not that, that I'm most disgusted by or most disturbed by. It's the fact that the majority of people have no idea it's going on and it's right in front of their face. And I know that puts a lot of people off and I apologize for that, but I I don't know what else to say. This is, I think we're in a dire situation as a planet. And I know you could be out there going, Joe, there's always been end of the world scenarios. People have always been saying, it's the end of the world. We're all going to die. It's been like that. Yeah. But it's never been to this extreme.
2: Fighting out our weaknesses. We've got to stop them. They're going to
0: kill us all. And then all these authoritarian mandates that started rolling out. New Zealand, the lockdowns, people getting arrested for fucking walking around on the street without a mask. I don't care what country you're from. That kind of behavior from a government is unacceptable, unacceptable. I mean, the shit that went down in New Zealand, the prime minister, the shit coming out of her mouth about creating a two-tier society, those who got jabbed and those who didn't. And we all know if you don't take the jab and you don't keep taking the boosters, which now they're trying to roll out the new, like this is the next phase is they want the flu vaccine. They want it all rolled up into one vaccine. So when you go get your yearly flu shot, the COVID shots in there too. And if you don't stay on that regular schedule, you're no longer considered vaccinated. So you become the unclean too. Is that the world you want to live in? Where these people get to tell you what goes into your body. I'm not going to get used to answering questions by employers. Oh, you can't do this job unless you're vaccinated. I'm not getting used to that world. Some of you out there already have, and you're okay with it because you think it makes you safe. It doesn't. Did you ever read that book by George Orwell, Animal Farm? If you've never read that book, read it. It's incredible. I refuse to live in a world where these globalists using their little tentacles of the big pharma industry, the media industry, are going to manipulate us into complying, conforming, into a mundane world of enslavement. I will refuse it until my dying breath. And the thing that gives me hope is knowing there are millions around the world who refuse it too. So to those people who are just still oblivious to all this, who's in there? (laughs) What's, What's bouncing around in there? What are their daily mind thoughts? Because the globalists look at you like a sheep, like a cow on their farm. And when it's time, when they look at their little watch... They usher you into the little pin. They stick you in the thigh. They slap you on the ass. And they set you back out to the pasture. And now it's like, oh, New York's dropping their mandates. California's dropping their mandates. See, Joe, you just had to be patient. We just needed master to tell us it was okay to go outside again. Sorry. I don't trust any of those people. And And why you do is absolutely mind-boggling. Like, seriously. It's like, you don't need to let something play out for me to already know what the answer is going to be. The writing is on the wall. It's in history books. I've learned about this in history. I learned about this in college. I studied this on my own, just researching shit, reading people's uh, ideologies throughout my life. And I'm just I'm just really concerned. I'm concerned as a, an artist, as someone who just wants to create and live my life I had to leave Los Angeles. Joe, you chose to leave. I did choose. I was sick of being surrounded by people who were literally on the side of these globalist authoritarians. I didn't feel safe there. So how far is it going to go? Joe, it didn't get that far. Yeah, it didn't get that far. You know why? Because people were screaming at the top of their lungs, dissenting, dissenting talking shit and making a mockery of these clowns who thought they could even attempt this type of fascist takeover of our society. And now the world knows. Now we know. And it's quickly escalating. And you know what's the scariest thing of all? The globalists know. We know. The wild animal with rabies now knows. We know. And as we continue to corner it into into this little tiny space... Its lashings out are going to become more and more tyrannical. So, I guess the moral story here is the social contract has been shattered. It's been shattered.
5: Crazy story, the current president of Ukraine is actually an actor-producer who created a television show for himself the starian, where he starred as the president of Ukraine, and then years later ran for president and won. This show started a year after the revolution in Ukraine of 2014, and here's the story. Prior to his acting career, Zelensky obtained a degree in law at the Kiev National Economic University. He then pursued comedy and created the production company Kvartal 95, which produces films, cartoons, and TV shows, including Servant of the People, in which Zelensky played the role of the president of Ukraine. The series aired from 2015 to 2019 and was immensely popular. A political party bearing the same name as the television show was created in March 2018 by employees of Kovartel 95, which, remember, is his production company. He then announced his candidacy in 2019, a political outsider. He'd already become one of the frontrunners in opinion polls for the election. He won the election with 73.2% of the vote, identifying as a populist, positioned himself as an anti-establishment, anti-corruption figure. Crazy stories. Crazy, crazy stories.
0: Welcome back to Exit the Cult. From the sun, what the zuck? Mark Zuckerberg claims humans will live in metaverse one day and leave reality behind. You may think you spend too much time on Facebook, but its founder thinks we'll all live in a virtual reality one day. Mark Zuckerberg, CEO of Meta Platforms, has big plans for the metaverse and wants it to be so good you won't want to leave. Zuckerberg recently told tech podcaster Lex Friedman, A lot of people think that the metaverse is about a place, but one definition of this is it's about a time when basically immersive digital worlds become the primary way we live our lives and spend our time. Hmm, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I guess we are on social media nonstop, so that's kind of a version. In Zuckerberg's metaverse, humans are represented by legless avatars. The billionaire recently demonstrated how individuals could create their own worlds from a completely blank canvas. He used a Facebook Live video to show how his legless avatar could enter the metaverse and start creating a whole new scenario from nothing. There's hilarious videos of that where he looks completely ridiculous. To do this, he spoke to an early concept version of a new AI assistant called BuilderBot. He said, quote, let's go to the beach. Pretty good. Let's add some clouds, End quote. All the things he said started appearing in the metaverse. The visuals weren't very high tech and it looked like a scene straight out of The Sims, but that's something Meta will be working on. Zuckerberg also asked for a table, waves, seagulls, and music so he could have his own tropical island picnic. He said, you'll be able to create nuanced worlds with just your voice. The billionaire also stressed how much he wants people to feel secure in the metaverse and that his company would be keeping human rights in mind. (laughs) Yeah. If you think this sounds like a good time, you could be in the metaverse sooner than you think. The director of the Future Today Institute consulting firm, Melanie Subin, previously told the New York Post that, quote, a large portion of people will be spending most of their waking hours in the metaverse by 2030. Well, us elites live in our real homes, in the real world, on our real islands, plebeians. Just kidding, she didn't say that. But she might as well have. It reminds me of that photo of Mark Zuckerberg at this conference where everyone's wearing an Oculus Rift, and he's the only one walking down this aisle. Well, no one knows it's even, uh, that he's even in the room. And everyone's just stuck in virtual reality while he's in the real world. Just, hmm, the future, cha-ching, cha-ching. I imagine it would go something like this. Good morning, Joe, welcome to the Metaverse. Bring me the ocean. Bring me a yacht. Bring me a book. Knowledge. Bring me a mansion. (gasps) Show me the universe. (gasps) Oh my God. We're being controlled in here. (sighs) Wait, wait. No, I know too much. I I know too many things. Uh, uh, uh. Account canceled. So I just watched that movie, The Free Guy, which is about this NPC AI player in a video game kind of becoming aware of his existence. And I just feel like, you know, if Zuckerberg has his way, we're not gonna be able to tell reality versus fiction. We'll just disappear into these other places that'll still empty your pocketbook and siphon all your data, sell it off to the big tech overlords. Curtains for humanity.
2: Their whole purpose throughout history has been to teach a small number of people how to become adept at controlling everyone else. Their goal is to destroy all existing religions save theirs all existing governments save theirs and shackle the mob in a system of eternal oppressive debt chained to a computer for the rest of their life in a propagandized world to make them believe that they are happy in this system. Now, do you think they're succeeding? Yes. Yes. Haven't I described to you just now exactly what is going on in the world today? Yes, they're succeeding. They're succeeding because the American people don't understand their enemy. They don't even know what's happening. There's a method to their madness.
0: There's a method to their madness. From Tech Explore, AI model detects mental disorders based on web posts. Dartmouth researchers have built an artificial intelligence model for detecting mental disorders using conversations on Reddit, part of an emerging wave of screening tools that use computers to analyze social media posts and gain an insight into people's mental states. What sets the new model apart is a focus on the emotions rather than the specific content of the social media text being analyzed. In a paper presented at the 20th International Conference on Web Intelligence and Intelligent Agent Technology, the researchers show that this approach performs better over time, irrespective of the topics discussed in the posts. There are many reasons why people don't seek help for mental health disorders. Stigma, high costs, and lack of access to services are some common barriers. There is also a tendency to minimize signs of mental disorders or conflate them with stress, says Zheobo Guo Garini, 24, a co-author of the paper. It's possible that they will seek help with some prompting, he says, and that's where digital screening tools can make a difference. Quote, social media offers an easy way to tap into people's behaviors. The data is voluntary and public, published for... two. Oh, God. Reddit, which offers a massive network of user forums, was their platform of choice because it has nearly a half-billion active users who discuss a wide range of topics. The posts and comments are publicly available, and the researchers could collect data dating back to 2011. In their study, the researchers focused on what they call emotional disorders, major depressive anxiety, and bipolar disorders, which are characterized by distinct emotional patterns. They looked at data from users who had self-reported as having one of these disorders and from users without any known mental disorders. They trained their model to label the emotions expressed in users' posts and map the emotional transitions between different posts so a post could be labeled, quote, joy, anger, sadness, fear, no emotion, or a combination of these. The map is a matrix that would show how likely it is that a user went from any one state to another, such as from anger to a neutral state to no emotion at all. Different emotional disorders have their own signature patterns of emotional transitions. By creating an emotional fingerprint for a user and comparing it to established signatures of emotional disorders, the model can detect them. To validate the results, they tested it on posts that were not used during training and show that the model accurately predicts which users may or may not have one of these disorders. This approach sidesteps an important problem called information leakage that typical screening tools run into, says Sarush Vasugi, assistant professor of computer science and another co-author. Other models are... Be- this almost sounds like... Are, the, are these people real? Are these real people? Sarush Vasugi. I mean, I'm sure they are, but is this article written by AI? Other models are built around scrutinizing and relying on the content of the text, he says, and while the models show high performance, they can also be misleading. For instance, if a model learns to correlate, quote, COVID with sadness or anxiety, Vasugi explains it, it will naturally assume that a scientist studying and posting quite Dispassionately about COVID 19 is suffering from depression or anxiety. Ah, here we go. On the other hand, the new model only zeroes in on the emotion and learns nothing about the particular topic or event described in the posts. While researchers don't look at intervention strategies, (laughs) there's the key, they hope this work can point the way to prevention. Give us more money, give us more grants. In their paper, they can make a strong case for more thoughtful scrutiny of models based on social media data. Quote, It's very important to have models that perform well, says Vasugi, but also really understand their working biases and limitations. It's another tool for pre-crime. It's another tool to censor. It's another tool to de-platform. Welcome to hell. Can I get you a chai latte? You're listening to Exit the Cult, only on Elf Tree Publishing. Now, enjoy the rest of the show, useless eaters. I'm Bill
5: Gates.
3: The first casualty of war is the truth. And if the American people knew the truth about U.S. interference in Ukraine, they might not be so eager to start World War III. During World War II, Western Ukraine sided with the Nazis. After the war, the CIA helped Ukrainian Nazis evade the Nuremberg trials and began operating with them within the Ukraine. After decades of CIA infiltration, the Ukrainian People's Movement emerged in 1989 and gave birth to extremist groups Svoboda, Trident, and Right Sector. Neo-Nazi groups pushing for the ethnic cleansing of Ukraine. Extremist groups cultivated by the CIA supported by the U.S. State Department and used by the IMF to bring Ukraine to heel. When Yanukovych beat NATO-backed Yushchenko in the 2010 elections, his government was being pressured into signing an EU association agreement by the International Monetary Fund in their typical conquer-by-debt offer that would financially ruin the Ukraine and place them at the mercy of the World Bank. Yinyakovic declined their offer. And in today's corrupt world, you're not allowed to say no to the IMF. Funded by Western NGOs associated with George Soros and the CIA, a highly organized color revolution was immediately deployed against Yinyakovic. Organizations such as the National Endowment for Democracy trained activist journalists to utilize Facebook along with three brand new television networks created within weeks to recruit people for the protests. This Western-run media campaign was a huge success. The turnout was massive. The CIA has been orchestrating revolutions their entire career, and the first step to their simple formula is to convince people to take to the streets in peaceful protest. They then use agitators to goad the police into violence, and state-run media to ignite the crowd with emotionally charged reports of sacred victims. On November 30th, 2013, the Ukrainian chief of staff, associated closely with the U.S. State Department, ordered the streets to be cleared of protesters for the erection of the annual Christmas tree. When the police arrived, they were met by a highly aggressive and well-organized faction of Ukraine's right sector who provoked the police into a violent reaction against peaceful protesters, which is all the Western intelligence media reported on. Predictably, this resulted in more unrest and violence, which was further fueled by U.S. Senator John McCain's support of the protests. Leaked phone calls reveal that the U.S. State Department was orchestrating this coup d'etat from within the U.S. Embassy with support from Vice President Joe Biden. On February 20th, unidentified snipers, firing from government buildings occupied by the protesters, began firing into the crowd, killing people on all sides. Yenikovic's home and offices were taken by armed mobs, and a new government was put into place with a neo-Nazi element that went on to accept the IMF's spurious loan offer and began murdering the Russian-speaking population of Ukraine in Donbass. As a result of this Western-created quagmire, 96% of the people in Crimea voted in favor of joining Russia. And while the nation celebrated, Western media reported that they were invaded by Russia. Their proof? A Russian military presence, which has existed there since 1804. Supporting a criminal war against Russia does not make you a patriot. It makes you a useful idiot of the globalist banking cartel. The very same entities waging war on all of humanity with vaccine passports and experimental jabs. A righteous patriot would call out his government for war crimes. And through fraud and deceit, the United States government has been the world's biggest purveyor of war crimes for decades. All in the name of spreading McDonald's, genetically modified foods, and sexual perversions worldwide. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese.
0: Special thanks to Anomaly, Greg Reese, Elf Tree Publishing, and of course, all of our listeners here at ETC. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please reach out to us at exitthecult at protonmail.com or visit exitthecult.com. As always, be sure to check out the description for show notes and links to articles and videos featured in the episode. Have a killer weekend, and don't be a killer! If you have an interesting story or information you'd like to share with our listeners, send us an email at exitthecult at protonmail.com. Please help support the show by becoming an Exit the Cult member over at our Patreon page for exclusive content and bonus episodes. Visit exitthecult.com for details. Tune into new episodes on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for listening.